All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 209 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ cesspool. I am joined today by the usual gang, 69th Blizzard Ken. Hello. Marcus Almighty. Mark. Greetings. And the man with no taste in sports teams, Lon. Wow, wow, wow. wow. And we're off. And we're, 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 we're off. Yes, there we are. So... We've got a few things to go through because the, the the KISS news is just like blowing up today, and there's been a lot happening in the past week. First things first, I did Facebook Live last night using my other Mac, and um, it was a fail. I had to install Chrome to go live on Facebook, and then I forgot to do one thing. That was uh, check that the microphone was on, so I did announce the winner of the uh, of the Originals Plus One Photo Spectacular giveaway. It was Rick Friel, of course. Um, what you missed me saying at that time was um, we had 56 entries that were valid. We had a few wrong answers, so you were deleted. And there are a few multiple entries, and you were deleted too. <laughs> you didn't obviously didn't listen to the whole craptacular show last week. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Nice, nice try, but Quantum Flux was not a really good guess. Um, but uh, Rick, I, I, I said the methodology was I went to random.org, picked a random number between one and fifty-six, and it was number forty-nine. So the forty-ninth email was Rick. And it's in the mail to him. So thank you, everyone, for entering the contest. I do appreciate it. And we, of course, appreciate you listening to the show. What else? Well, um, what's been hitting the uh, news waves this afternoon is, of course, new costumes. So let's just start at the top of there. Um, initial impressions to that. Uh, I've known that new costumes are coming. It's not been a secret. It's been mentioned previously that they are going to be doing something new. I'm going to just rip off that comment that I mentioned before we went on the air that someone did comment that Tommy looks like a Mercedes Benz emblem. And uh, I, I had commented earlier that it looked like Gene was laughing at Tommy, who looked annoyed in that picture. <laughs> um, it is, of course, for the Sirius XM Town Hall, which is going to be hosted. Let me just check the details on the invite here. It's October the 29th at Sirius XM Studios in New York City, 3 p.m., uh, you can enter to win entry to that event if it still goes ahead now that they may have gone a little bit early with the photo. I don't know what the details are. Maybe it's planned to start doing a little bit of ninja um, type things. And Mark, yeah. I'll, I'll replace your image. Hopefully, No, actually, I won't replace it. I'm not going to get sued by the photographer. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Lonnie, what, what's your take on that uh, when you saw it? And, uh, you know, just a, you know give us some thoughts so i can well, shut up you know i was i guess just about like just about anybody this afternoon you know little downtime i guess obviously what do you do you play on your phone for a minute and and that came up and i was like oh that's interesting i'm like like oh, okay well, there's some subtle differences nothing nothing extreme and and that's really the usually the case i mean there wasn't anything really extreme when they switched from the sonic boom costumes to the monster costumes there were subtle differences Nothing over the top, or you know, I wasn't expecting Dynasty Two type of type of costumes or anything like that. Um, everybody's commenting on the Tommy costume, but really, the Tommy costume is the only one that we really get a full full on frontal view of. 
as opposed to the other three that, you know, Gene's kind of hiding behind Tommy. Paul, we kind of see it. Eric's kind of hiding behind Paul a little bit. Um, I'm not surprised that Eric is a vest, has like, has a vest type of top piece on it because Eric had commented that he really liked um, his Sonic Boom costume in the past, which basically was a vest very similar to what he has on. So um, I'm not surprised that, that Gene's wearing some kind of armor type thing covering up as much as we can. And um, Paul looks Paul looks a little more covered than he has in the past as well. Um, the Tommy costume, yeah, it reminds it's it reminds me of um, of Ace's Dynasty costume, the very um, mirror esque in the front. So I don't know. We'll see. It's it's not a uh, it's not just a I don't know. It looks it looks like a like a the, the picture isn't the best to, to sit there and and start making judgments of if I like the costumes or not. You know what? Let's let's get a good view of them at this town hall meeting next week, and maybe a good view of them on Fallon on on Tuesday night. You know, and then and then we can we can make our full judgments on them. But you know, what? for the most part, I'm excited. I'm excited that we get one more set of Kiss costumes before they go away, and it's not a rehash. It's not. Granted, I thought the creature costumes were really cool, but it's not a rehash. It's not the destroyer costumes again or something of that nature. So I'm, I'm happy that, that they're brand new costumes for one more go around. So I'm happy. Nice. And when Lonnie's happy, that's a good thing. Mark, what's your take on him? Well, I mean, like Lonnie said, I think the only one that you really get a proper view of is Tommy. And I mean, it doesn't really bother me his outfit to be quite honest. I I thought at first when I took a look at it, my first reaction was it's it is different a bit like the V shape is still there like as per normal, right? But I like the way that they did kind of a little bit more of a different design in the V there. Uh the thing that I don't like about this picture is that the fact that they it's not a sharp picture. It looks like it's like photoshopped to death, obviously. And it's just not clear on what the other guys are wearing i mean it's hard to tell what gene's material is that he's wearing and uh paul's wig though i gotta say that's the most bouffant hair i've ever seen him Ooh. have on it's like holy <laughs> smokes it's, 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 it's it, like it, a helmet it, who was who the guy randy in uh that that mo- oh god what's that movie uh is it coming to america and they've got the, the randy with the big boob. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that's... Soul glow. Yeah. Soul glow? <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. So yeah, his hair is really big in this, but I mean the costume. It's just hard to make a proper judgment on it without having a proper like real photograph picture of them standing with them on. I mean you can tell that you know Eric's got the, the cat sort of emblems on there on his vest and stuff, and but I think Lonnie's. Uh, interesting Lonnie brought up the fact that Paul does look a lot more covered up than in prior costumes, but you know, come on, the guy, he's, he's hitting with 70 soon. So yeah, what do you expect? Right. Uh, but, but overall I'm not, I'm not disappointed in it. It's not something that makes me want to slap my forehead or anything, but you know, it's, is it a radical difference? It's hard to tell. I mean, I think Tommy's is a, is definitely on the track of something a lot more different than before. So I think that's a good start. 
Yeah, fair enough. And I, I think uh, Spiro had uh, chimed in that he designed at least Tommy. Um, don't know whether he had a, a hand in other design elements throughout the costumes. Uh, going back to Randy Watson and the Soul Glow there, uh, Paul <laughs> makes me think of a leather-clad psycho circus ringmaster. That's, mm. that's my initial take from him. I mean, his pose mm. there, I mean, just like the little vest uh, and then the the over jacket on. And again, it is hard to tell. Gene rem- reminds me of the prototype for uh, Dynasty. Mm. Yeah, all that's that spider. All that's missing is the red cape, really, to really tie it back. Uh, Peter looks completely stoned. Oh, wait, no, that's Eric. Sorry. It's not Peter. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did I uh, associate? This is a 1999. One, one with the other, you know. Uh, but Eric, Eric looks like he's had a little bit too much catnip there. Um, I, I think it's a cool. He, it's, a, it's his best Peter Chris imitation. Yeah, no, it's. I, I, I love the rendering. I think it's really cool. I can't wait to see, you know, whether this is an accurate representation of what the new costumes are going to look like. And obviously, it does leave a lot to the imagination. So you're just like getting a little bit of a peek here. Um, you know, it's optimistic, but Tommy's doesn't quite work yet. So I, I'll need to see it in action. Uh, Ken, give us some reason. Reason. Well, I was looking. I wanted to see how they changed Gene's cod piece. Mm, that's what, no, that's what no. I was interested in. Is the cod piece? That's because the because that's the first thing you look at in a guy. His cod piece. Oh gosh, yeah. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Seriously, folks. Uh, no, I I agree with uh, you know uh, Tommy's outfit. Yes, obviously it's it's. It's like a nod to uh, the Dynasty um, costume. And I think, yeah, and yes, and jeans, too. I thought that, too. It looks a little bit scaly kind of thing, that silver texture kind of thing that they were doing. It looks like a darker version. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like it had some kind of bolt, like as if it's a robot, because big bolts, like, nut on the shoulder uh rather than those you know uh horns that were coming out of his prior costume um so yeah and and paul's they all look fine i mean we haven't seen the whole costume we don't know what the boots are going to be like i mean i would assume gene's still going to have the gargoyle but with a different uh you know the boot covers it run up his leg uh what's that going to be i don't know we'll have to wait and see um yeah and eric <laughs> looks like eric i mean it's it's yeah nothing nothing drastic as far as changes uh i don't i don't expect that but uh i, I you know they really went for the silver metal the metal look i think metal silver and black i mean that is definite these yeah just keeping it silver black don't get any throw any colors or anything in it now maybe they'll come out on uh, fallon and oh there'll be some colors in there or something but i it doesn't look like there's going to be any um at least from that picture i mean it's kind of like 1974 really black silver and that's it you know yeah the basic elements at the beginning are what's represented in costumes at the end you know it, it's gonna yeah. I, I don't when is fallon is that the 30th 
Because uh, yes. yeah, Tuesday at three. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little bit busy that night. Uh, hopefully, I'll have to catch that online after the gathering. Which moving into that oh, is uh, go on Facebook, go to the Kiss Cruise pre party dot com. Andy's been posting a lot of updates, very useful information as well uh, about the cruise, the gathering. I mean, basically Elvis is now showing up. Everyone is going to be there. Um, it, it's really incredible. <laughs> I want to wrap up something that we kind of started last week now that we've had a week with Spaceman. I've listened to that album a lot. Uh, the versions that have come out during the week. Um, actually, even before we get to that, I do want to thank Scott Engel and A. Scoble for filming and going to the... Uh, the New York City Q&A with Ace and sharing it with both, uh, you know, the Kiss FAQ and the, what, what's it called? The Ace, is it Ace Frilly Ozone Facebook group? Um, but obviously, it, you know, it was shared for both sites, which, you know, everyone very much appreciates. And there's been a lot of views on that. It was a pretty good q and I mean, Ace was talking about Malimo and mm-hmm. some other stuff and that's we're going to talk a little bit more about some of these recent uh, press appearances primarily paul today but i just do want to give a quick uh, show and tell since my third copy of the vinyl arrived today so merch now spaceman signed signed did show up cool. it's neon blue it's absolutely beautiful kudos to e1 on that the independent record store one orange vinyl i can't bring myself to open that one so uh the pictures look good on uh, the one that arrived today which i posted a picture of the packaging and that is the uh, euro violet colored vinyl comes with a cd on the inside I, again very very cool to have four different versions i couldn't find the u.s one in silver amoeba in san francisco had one copy last week and i was like oh, i'll get it later went back it's gone nothing there no more copies no cds nothing so um you know, it, it, it's been it's been a fun week listening to that album. Let's see, where are we up to now? For uh, all right, last week's topic that we were going to do was uh, a little bit about Paul's recent comments all over the place. So uh, why don't we dive into that? And uh, you know, the first one of the things that he's kind of said recently is he doesn't think Kiss will release any new music before calling it it quits. And that was posted mm-hmm. on Loudwire. Um, as part of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp Q&A that was conducted. You can go on YouTube and check out all of it. But here's what he said. It's a different time now. I could write Let It Be, and people would still say, that's great, now play Detroit Rock City. No, he said Detroit Rock City this time. (laughs) I understand it. Because when uh, no, he, he forgot he wrote Love Gun. Um, I understand it because when you have songs have a history with you, they're like a snapshot of a time in your life, and that's not something that anything can take the place of overnight. It's interesting that I think modern day Delilah or Hella or Hallelujah are as good as anything we did, but I understand that people are more connected to those old classic songs. So what do you think, Mark? Well, I mean, disappointing that they're not going to do anything, but it's not surprising. I mean, I, I think at this point we already probably knew that that's not going to happen because they're preparing for a three-year tour. When are they going to have any time to do any kind of recording then, right? I mean, it's, it's just not going to happen, right? Will will something happen after the tour is done? Because like they said, they're not maybe going to wrap it up totally. They're just not going to be touring anymore. Maybe they might do something after it's done. Who knows? But, you know... I would have hoped that they would have had at least a song or a single put out, but you know, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen now. I mean, it's, it it is kind of disappointing. And you know, I I understand his point about 
you know, he could write the best song he could ever write tomorrow and nobody would probably care. But I don't understand being a musician myself, that whole attitude, because I don't write songs for others. Believe it or not, I write songs because I like writing songs and I like doing it and it satisfies me. And I know lots of other musicians have said that as well. Nikki Six has said it. Elton John has said it. I mean, I know so many other musicians who said that they just write songs because it's something that they enjoy doing. And if others enjoy it, that's a bonus to them. Right. So I don't understand, you know, is this something that he's just never enjoyed doing or is this now just, you know, he just doesn't see a point writing songs anymore. Either way, I just find it disappointing because I think that, you know, they have still something left to offer musically. And the fact that they're not going to give us anything else is disappointing. Yeah, Lonnie. You know, like like Mark said, it's it's it could, it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. I mean, I think the more shocking news would have been that we're, oh, we're going to release a new album that's coming out <laughs> in November. I think I think we all would have been shocked by that, not opposed to comments of I don't think we're going to record any more albums. I think we've seen the writing on the wall the last few years. I mean, they've they toured in in fourteen without a new album. They toured. Um, those secondary shows, secondary markets in the U.S. and 16 without a new album. You know, I, I think we all would have been surprised if they if they said they're going to make a new album. Um, it's disappointing in the fact that I enjoyed I enjoyed Sonic Boom and I I enjoyed Monster not to the extent that I enjoyed Sonic Boom, but I, I do enjoy that album. And it's kind of sad that is the last official Kiss recording we're going to get that thing they did with those Japanese girls a couple years ago. <laughs> so. That's a little disappointing. And, you know, but the fact that Gene's been walking around the last couple of years saying, oh, I just wrote a new song called Your Wish is My Command. And it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And it ends up on Ace's solo album. Well, there's your there's an even bigger clue that, you know, <laughs> and there's not going to be another Kiss album if he's given this song that he's been touting for the last couple of years to Ace to put on his record. It's because he knows that, well, there's not going to be another Kiss record. So here we might as well just put it out in some form so ace here you go i'll give me a co-write and we'll put it on your album so it's disappointing and and I, you know i i can see them doing some kind of live album when this tour's all said and done and a live five the final chapter or some bullshit like that but i don't see them going back in and and doing any kind of studio recording unless it's to touch up some some live stuff from from recordings from this tour so you know but kind of is what it is God damn it. Ken. Well, I think Paul, uh, as far as writing songs, has always, uh, I think he's found it as more of a task than a, a pleasure. Um, and he's always, he said that, you know, uh, you know, they were on, under contract to do another album. You know, when, when the time came to record, that's when he, he'd, he'd write and start writing he he didn't write every day like maybe gene does gene seems to write regularly um for for him it's just a uh i think a joy gene at least uh a, a joy to write songs yeah i think it is uh, he, i think he loves to you know come up with things and fool around with it and and you know get the least pieces of songs that he's gonna put together later um but paul yeah, it's it's not. There's nothing. There's no fire behind him, you know, lit to to pressure him 
into writing and, and maybe that's what he needs. I don't know how he, how he'd even do it. Um, unless, you know, they said, well, we're going to give you $10 million to produce an album and, and it has to be done by this certain time. Um, then, you know, okay, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to write now. I'm, I have to do it. Um, I think that's when he writes his best music when he's under pressure, um, to write him, uh, but not, for pleasure i think this painting now is is more of a, a pleasure thing maybe uh, therapeutic um in a way for him and i don't think songwriting is to him that um and it's it's kind of unfortunate um and, th- and then as to the other for the other point real quickly is about the the song saying that well the song's not classic because it wasn't part of that time but that goes for the maybe some of the uh, the Kiss Army fans from way back, but the newer people discovering Kiss or have discovered Kiss even with the Sonic Boom and Monster, I would think they would want and they, if they love those albums, they would want yeah. another album. Yeah, that's their uh, that's their rock and roll. So yeah. exactly, wherever you come into the group is where it's it's your time. You know, like Julian came in at Asylum and all that. Um, so. I, I don't I don't buy that uh, I don't buy that I think it's a cop out um, I don't and, and the thing is the other thing the other night they did that by In and Out Burger deal and his his voice sounded fine if it's if it's that good then you can write you know go ahead you can record if it's that good as it sounded you can record. If there's something else going on, then maybe that's uh-huh. not it. And Julian has something for the. Uh oh. Julian's a That is later. But anyway, so that's it. I, I'm I'm rambling, um, but I just I just don't buy it. That that is called a backing tape, um, you know. But we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. You know, I I think you're. I think Ken's on the right track with it, um, but I don't think Gene gets. I don't think Gene smiles when he writes songs. I think he is just so kind of emotionally devoid of the joy of music that he writes a song. And he's like, well, that will do well. I will be able to sell that to someone. Uh, uh, where, where, whereas, uh, whereas Paul is more the artist of I'm not feeling it. You know, and I, I don't have uh, it's not fulfilling. I think he even said that, you know, in, in the Q&A at um, – uh, the, the rock and roll fa- uh, fantasy game, you know, that he comes from the emotional aspect of it, that if I'm not getting something out of it, then I'm not doing it. And that something is validation that it has to be received mm-hmm. by the people like Detroit Rock City instantaneously, forgetting that many of the songs in the back catalog took years to become classics because they were part of something from the beginning those songs weren't classic immediately. Well, maybe one or two were, oh. but well, like like Creatures of the Night stuff wasn't classic immediately. It wasn't well received, and now Creatures of the Night stuff are classics because it's aged well. You know, time has has done has done Creatures a favor. But Creatures, like, I love it loud, wasn't an instant classic. I mean, Ken said there was no one at those shows that he went to, hardly. A lot so, of new, a lot of new records are not classics at the time. Nobody wants to hear the new stuff. Everybody wants to hear the older stuff. I mean, could you believe that at one point that somebody actually might have thought of that about Love Gun? Uh, okay, this is okay, but I want to hear something from Destroyer, you know? That, that's that's how it could have been, right? 
man, we can't go through a show without taking a cheap shot at this truck. But, hey, actually, but I was, I was they, actually giving that a credit there that time. Actually, yeah, he, he was he was being nice this time. But yeah. you know, not all bands are like Iron Maiden that will bludgeon their their audience with, you know, a lot of a new album. Well, uh, you know, then again, two songs off a new Iron Maiden album probably amounts to about twenty seven minutes these days. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you know, when I when I went to see them in Oakland uh, last tour. I mean, there was one song that, and I can I think it was yeah. Red and the Black just kept going and going and going, and I'm starting to doze off. I'm like, we, we, we really, we really need to get to the next song. And Kiss has never been like that. But listen to something like Say Yeah, that stuck around in the set. That is a legitimate classic now, as far as I'm concerned. And in that yeah. is the audience reaction to the song when it is performed. Paul leads them. They get into it. They're able to say, yeah, yeah, it's simplistic. But, you know, the the audience gets into it. Often when you hear a new song, and Paul did rightfully say that you can turn down the audio on a concert and you can tell when a band's playing a, a new song because the audience just goes, sorry, goes all limp. And, you know, the energy kind of sucks out of it. We've talked about it previously on some of the deep cuts that have been performed, like in 2004, that you know those sections of the concert. But if you never give the music a chance, you came into um, Monster with six songs off that album, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, at those first shows and uh, on the cruise. A lot of that album, they had a chance to do more with those songs than they allowed to germinate or maybe they were just too brutal uh, to perform in, in the set we don't know the reasons why they didn't last but you have to give them a chance when they bring what was it a crazy night six songs they start off the the tour with creatures of the night i think six songs as well you have to plant those seeds and let them grow they've stopped doing that it's like they become as bad as the fans that we demand instant gratification that we want the music now we don't want to have to pay for it well paul wants the instant gratification of an instant classic and it, i think it's unrealistic i think you have to still have a passion i i write songs i don't do it for anyone else i do it for my own joy just to see if i can get anything to go with any of the fucking music that i write it's more of like it's more an exercise in futility but uh, i'm doing it for pleasure I'm not worrying. Then again, I'm I'm not a working musician either with a legacy. Big, big difference. Mark, you are a working musician who releases music. So if you're writing for joy, are you not also thinking about um, your fan base, the people who listen to you? So you've always got that in in your mind. Paul Stanley probably has to think, does this work with a Kiss fan? You know, so he may have a very narrow set of parameters by which he can write, and he may well be wanting to write some other stuff that he just knows is not Kiss material as well. So, I, I think he's damned if he if he does, damned if he doesn't. And it's yeah. probably just easier to say I, I'm not feeling it, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Psycho Circus is a good example of that too. I mean, when they started playing Psycho Circus again, when they hadn't played it in several years, they brought it back, and people were like, oh wow, this is great. You know, it, but Psycho Circus wasn't, uh, people weren't clamoring to hear Psycho Circus like in 04 on Rock the Nation tour. I'm like, ah, oh, you know what, it's fine. But when they brought it back like in 12 or 13, like, okay, well, it's been a while since I've heard this. I, you know, it, it, it became a snapshot of people's lives. Like, I remember when this came out, you know, I remember the Dodger Stadium show and how excited I was for a new Kiss album. You know, granted, say what you want about the album Psycho Circus, but the song is really good. And I, and I think people were excited to hear that song again. You know, it, it became a Kiss classic where it has to become, a, to, to Julian's point, it has to become 
a Kiss classic. It isn't an overnight Kiss classic. Do you remember how pissed off people got when uh, they dropped I Pledge Allegiance from the set in 2004? They started playing it in Australia. In Australia, and then they didn't play it when they came to And and people's heads blew up. So, I mean, again, (laughs) another thing along the lines of it was given a brief chance and then no more, no more. It's all about time. I think Lonnie brought up a good point there that it's it's all about time because when, once you let something sit and germinate for a little while, then all of a sudden, sometimes people's opinions of the songs might change, right? Like uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it, we we brought up an, an an interesting point last week about how um, Julian said that he's interested to see what people's reactions to the Ace album is going to be like a year from now. If there's this, if they have the same reaction to it, mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with songs in general. Some people might li- love it right now, and in a year from now, might be over it completely, or they might love it just as much or even more. And it's the same thing with with albums in general. You know, Psycho Circus may have been something that people were like, "Oh, this is not as good as I expected," but ten years later, they're like, "Actually, I don't mind this so much anymore." Like you said, it's a snapshot of that time. They remember when it came out their reaction to it when it came out and then all of a sudden now it's something that's important to them yeah and and you know i i still have you know long way down first time i heard that song i was like holy shit paul stanley can still write a song like that that has that kind of impact on me (laughs) that blew my mind you know but again I, i think with paul it's my rules or i'm not playing the game which yeah. unfortunately you kind of need paul stanley for a kiss album <laughs> kind of an important player. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not necessarily behind the console, but certainly uh, in terms of writing yeah. and mm-hmm. the voice. So, you know, again, it, it is what it is. You can't make someone, you can't hold a gun to someone's head and make them do something that they really adamantly don't want. And if Paul, you know, if he gets his validation now uh, from Soul Station, and maybe he, maybe that is where he will write some new music because that will be more of a challenge to him to get outside the wheelhouse of, you know, where he's essentially been for the past 45 years. If that is where he goes, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I, I will most certainly give it a, a, a shot to see where, what he does with it, where he goes. If he gets his validation from his art, fine. Come on, he's given us 45 years of entertainment and, you know, bleeding on the stage for the fans. If, if he's just empty now and can't do it for any other reason than wanting to make us happy, Paul, then <laughs> we're just going to have to deal with it. All right, so Ken, you actually mentioned something that was going to be, you know, something else that I talked about, mm. and that was the corporate gig for In and Out that the band did on October the twenty second. I didn't even know they were doing it. That was that was the next I day. Know. I was like, holy shit! You know, usually you do hear that they're uh, going to be performing, but I just want to read the set list. They did sixteen songs that night. Um, started out, opened up with "Shouted Out Loud," introduce. So song number two, Mr. Gill's Happy, Deuce is Done. Thank you. Uh, look it up. I love it loud. Oh, say yeah. Heaven's yeah. on Fire. Firehouse. Yeah. Blaster Caster. Deep Cut. Strutter. Like Christine 16. Uh, Lonnie. Psycho Circus. Nice. Cold Gin. Love Gun. Black Diamond. Detroit Rock City. <laughs> and Rock and Roll All Night. 
what were your guys' impression of, number one, the set list? Number two, now we've seen some clips of more complete songs. There's been a debate about whether the band are now using some backing tracks. That's why I snarkily held up the cassette earlier. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think overall from what you've seen? Uh, Mark, just you know, go wherever you want with it. Um, to be honest, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen this. So um, I have nothing so, really to so say about th- it. This will be like Lonnie's spaceman moment yeah. for the last two songs. Come on, come on, Mark, do some show press. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I did. Julie didn't put this in the topic list. It can work. The links. <laughs> I I honestly d- didn't uh, know about this to be quite honest. So, but mm. you know, I'm gonna go back to what what my initial impressions were when I saw them, like when they did the uh, te- television appearance though. And that is, if they're gonna be doing this tour, I, I, and I said it before, and I'm gonna say it again, they're gonna be using backing tapes. There's no way around it because he can't do this set, especially when they're gonna be 20, doing 25 songs in the condition that he is now. And there's just no way around it. I mean, you know, even Julian just now jokingly put up that cassette tape there. I mean, it, it, it's a necessity now. And if we want a good show, then it's going to have to be used, I think. So, and unfortunately, I'm very sorry that I didn't watch this, so I can't give you more than that. But I'm curious to hear your guys' reactions. Yeah, you're about to drop a new album, so you've got a legitimate excuse. You're busy, guys. So, <laughs> Ken, let's see, let's see if uh, you know anything about this. <laughs> yeah, I know a little bit. I, I saw a couple of the videos. I went through um, quickly. Um, <laughs> uh, Detroit Rock City. Um, I, I, it was interesting. I mean, the set list is interesting that they threw in some old. Uh, songs, uh, you know, like Firehouse and Strutter. Um, geez, you know, a number of them off the first album, right? Geez. Um, you probably have more than half the album, at least, uh, on on the set list. So that's kind of cool. I mean, Heaven's on Fire, that was, I didn't, I don't think I saw that one, um, but that would have been an interesting one to listen to because I hadn't seen all the videos. I didn't know where they all were. I saw a a few links out there. Uh, I guess there's probably more now. I haven't gone back and looked. But as far as like Detroit Rock City, um, it, it, it his voice was the the best I've heard it sound probably in you know eight years. Um, and and so that was like either okay. I was thinking well either the rest was good for him or he had some work done and it helped. Uh, you know, has some done something done on his throat, vocal cords, or uh, it's it's tape, you know, to help him out, backing track. Um, and I'm gonna go with it's probably that. Um, I just can't believe he sounded that good. Um, but I could be wrong, you know. It's, we'll we'll find out, I guess, when we start seeing more uh, performances coming up. But uh, I thought it was cool that they did it uh, and had some. Again, some nuggets in there, and maybe that's going to lead to some of those songs will maybe show up in the when they start the tour. Yeah, I can just imagine Gene. We don't play the backing tapes. Ours, ours are digital. That no, was, no tape involved. Yeah. Well, no, we're just not going to do interviews. <laughs> that, like that, that was a few years back. Yeah. You, you know, I I don't care anymore. You know, if if we're all the, good, if, I I just don't care. 
I want a good <laughs> I want a good kiss show. Sure. I want a good kiss show to go away with the illusion. And that's what Kiss has always been about. It's an illusion in so many different ways throughout their career. Things have not been what they seem, um, whether it's players on albums, whether it's the sales figures or the history or the ads that were placed in newspapers um, right at the beginning of the band's history. This is Kiss. Yeah. Kiss is a contradiction in many ways, but Kiss also now transcends so any limitations for me they're legendary they're pop culture they're cartoons they're phantoms of the park i just want a good kiss show for the last time if that's what it is if that's what it takes i don't fucking care anymore because i will be standing in that audience soaking it in for one last time not worrying about whether it's tape not worrying if there are other things that are being supported, you know, whether the strings holding up Gene are actually literally holding him up because he's tired <laughs> or worrying about whether Tommy's doing something that Ace once did or Eric's mm -hmm. doing something different from what Peter once did. I don't fucking care. We got to all, I, you know, let it go. Just Mm -hmm. Let it go and enjoy it for one last opportunity. If you've been pissed off at the band for 15 years, or what is it, 16 now, about Tommy and Eric wearing Ace and Peter's makeup, get over it. Just let it go. Go one last time. And if you're so adamant that you're not going to go, please just shut up about it. Because, you know, some of us would really like to enjoy it one last time. You know, you've had 16 years. Um, who, who's left for thoughts on that, Lonnie? Sorry. You know okay um 16 songs for a corporate gig i was surprised by the length of that when i heard that they had played that show and i'm thinking now oh, maybe they did six or seven songs something like that so i was pleasantly surprised when i found out they did that many songs and yeah paul sounded paul sounded really good so i don't care like to echo what julian just said i don't care if they play if they have backing tapes because i want to walk away the last time i see them the same way I've walked away so many other times thinking that was amazing and that was awesome. And to th I want to think like I thought in 2000 when I walked away to thank God, I'm going to miss these guys because that was great. Um, and I understand there were some shows in 2000 that weren't great, but shows I saw, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And, you know, I, I like the, I, I like the diversity in the set list of, of psycho circus of say, yeah, of heavens on fire. Um, and I also like the fact that there were five songs from the first album played, which mm -hmm. is the cl core classic Kiss tracks. And I, I would, if you know, if they're going to do that many songs, 25, I'm, I, I don't know how true that can be, but I would love to hear at least that many from that original album. I'd love to hear all five of those songs if we're going to play that many songs, um, on tour, because those are the core Kiss songs. And they should be played one last time. But I, in the same breath, I do like the diversity of, you know, of playing things outside of those six albums. So I hope that if it is a lengthy set list and, you know, if, if they're using the benefit of technology from backing tracks or, or whatever, maybe it can be 25 songs. Maybe it can't, maybe not. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I hope, I just hope the set list 
for the tour is very diverse and the celebrating of all eras of the band, not just the original albums and not just, oh, well, we'll play Lick It Up and oh, we'll play Say Yeah or Psycho Circus. I want, I want to hear more. You know, I understand that maybe they can't hit every album, but, you know, let's I'd love to hear diversity. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk set list quite a bit in the coming months before the first show. But um, as far as this goes, you know, Paul's voice sounded good from what I've from what I've seen. And it makes me hopeful that that this tour could be that, you, that we could walk away the last time still excited about it. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, I've always kind of secretly hoped that they would do. Uh, like some of my favorite bands have done, like Yes just now announced that they're doing a tour of Japan and they're doing three nights in a row. I don't remember what city it is. It might be Tokyo or something, but on each night they're rotating their set list. So the first night they're playing all of Close to the Edge. The second night they're doing a mixed bag of their greatest songs. And then the third night they're doing all of the Yes album. I mean, I would, would, I'd be awesome if sometime during the tour, Kiss just surprised everybody and say they're doing the first Kiss album in its entirety. You know, that would be that would be awesome. Or they did like the whole Dress to Kill. Played the whole right, of that right. album, or anything. You know what I mean? Just a surprise. There's a reason surprises. why Ken is the voice of reason. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, because now if they're going to be using backing tapes, then maybe the concern of the singing isn't going to be as much, right? It's just a matter of them playing the material, right? And I'm sure they can play all those songs blindfolded. You know, come on. So it'd be interesting to maybe throw in a an odd set like that in here every every once in a while i'm not saying every night to do that just you know once in a blue moon on a special occasion or something you know yeah so you know that set blew my mind actually i i was very surprised number one that that's a corporate gig and they're throwing in heavens on fire say yeah and you know some of the things that you guys have already mentioned but i also thought it was a very cohesive set and you know we that's like like Lania said we you know we talk about sets a lot and we always you know we will be we'll be you know analyzing the cruise ones to see if we can figure out you know anything about 2019 and the dates that are coming mm-hmm. um but that was just i mean so heavy off the first album instead of destroyer for once that was nice mm-hmm. you know uh, heavens on fire i mean come on plaster caster they left a deep cut in for a corporate gig that yeah. that is very surprising but you know paul has says i think the surprise will be how many songs we play how feasible is it for them to be going much more than 16 songs in a set for the final farewell you know the days of 21 songs i think are probably long gone but numbers have been thrown around like 25 songs this mm-hmm. is not the foo mm-hmm. fighters this is not rush this is not a band that has ever been known for putting on three-hour shows where they just keep playing and playing and playing. They are still approaching 70 years old for Gene and Paul and aren't that much younger when you think about Tommy and Eric now. They also have a lot of dynamics involved with their stage, you know, the showmanship and the costumes and the preparation and everything else that goes into it when you add all of that together. Is it really reasonable to expect more than 20 songs? And I know we touched a little bit on this already, but let's just, you know, from that perspective, yes. just, just hit it again. Ken? Yes, I'm going to say yes, it's it's, it's reasonable. Um, besides the fact that, you know, Paul's not going to sing every all 25 songs. Okay, he's got people to help uh, mm-hmm. sing. Um, the other thing is, 
I don't think they can really do a a end of the road to celebrate their their whole history and and put it you know do 16 songs it just doesn't it's not enough it's just not enough and i've seen them with do concerts with tons of songs back in the day they could do of course they're not that young anymore um but uh if they kick you know knock out some of the long extended solos trim them a little bit uh make it more compact um and just plow through the thing. Let less stage raps is going to shorten it. Short, very sh- short, quick. You know, here's the song off of our, you know, rock and roll over album or whatever. Boom, go into the, you know, song. Um, it can trim other places, and it's still I can still see that uh, the concert being an hour and forty five to to two hours max. I, I they're not going to go over two hours. I, I just can't see them doing that. But it'll be somewhere in that, you know, maybe an hour and 50 minutes, I'm guessing. I am just think they can slam through these songs and just do it. Um, so I, I think they have to do 25 and for to show everything from their past and end it nicely and give the fans one last, you know, hurrah and victory lap, too, for themselves. Bloody. You know, I, I just, I would love to see him play that long. I just don't, I just don't know at 69 years old, Gene can stay up there for 25 songs in all that armor and keep playing. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a lot to ask of anyone to stand. I mean, that's a lot to ask for a guy that's in shape that's in his 30s or 40s in a Kiss tribute band to play 25 songs in one night. Much less a guy that's that's pushing seventy in all that armor, in those boots, night in, night out. You know, I I, I think it's speculation. I think Gene has has some foot problems because you know you see him in these tennis shoes now, and and not the cowboy boots that you're accustomed to seeing him wearing. And you know what? I can definitely see that he would have feet problems after oh, yeah. all those years walking around in those boots like that. So but, I mean, that's gonna be but, that's gonna be that's hard. That's very hard and very taxing on your body. So. I mean, I know we're going to talk setless for a long time in the months leading up, but I'd love to, I'd love to see it happen, but I just I'm not going to get my hopes too high that it's going to be. I mean, it was a long. I mean, they played they played 20 songs on the farewell tour in 2000, and they played like two solid hours. That was 18 years ago, and that was a a hip surgery and a vocal cord surgery before for Paul Stanley too. I mean. Let's, I mean, I'd love to see it happen, but we have to be realistic. Uh, yeah, but the, the audience is older, too. They're going to need potty breaks, so I think yeah. there's going to be an intermission. <laughs> I mean, you know, but one thing you could do, to, to echo what Ken said, too, you know, get rid of some of the fluff. You know, I don't need to hear the let's get fooled again thing in the middle of lick it up. Let's just play lick it up straight exactly. through. We don't, we don't need to do that. And we can cut it. You can almost play another song for what it takes to do that. Exactly. Things like, things like that, that, you know, the fat like that can be trimmed. And you can squeeze yeah. another song in. And long as you're talking about the armor and everything, uh, it's very possible that the new designs are are very very maybe. lightweight. I mean, maybe they're favorable. Maybe lightweight like a kite. I mean, uh, it's possible. I know the boots you can only you know get so light, but I think the costumes are not not that heavy. 
I really don't. At least the new costumes, I, I doubt they're that heavy. Uh, I don't think they're 40 pounds, you know, or 30 to 40 pounds. No, I don't. I don't there's no way. There's no way. Um, they're, they've, there's technology now, you know. You can make things, you know, lightweight now, and, and they look heavy, but they're not. And it looks yeah, like metal, it's image, not metal. Yeah. So, so it's all in how it looks. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good, that's Paul, an excellent point. The other point is Paul is the one that said 25 songs. Yeah. Why, why would he lie? Why, why would Kiss lie about anything? You're exactly like, <laughs> why, why, would the, why would they why? mislead the fans? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't I go think, there. And just, that's funny. I, don't, I just don't see 25 happening. I, I think 20, I think same kind of length as, the farewell tour but a lot more focused a, a lot less you know kind of like you said the middle section of lick it up i don't want to hear that again i don't want to yeah. hear the long drawn out intro to i want i actually don't want to ever hear i want you again either uh for, for that matter simply because what has been done with that intro you know just i don't want long stories um i just want them to you know quickly introduce it get the album wrong and play the song just or no, yeah. even introduce it just go straight into the next song i mean tons of bands do that you know i don't yeah. i don't need an intro for every song just go yeah. straight into the next song i only and want that, them to say something when they have something to say correct yeah well that that's that's just that's the point though. i mean before that was all that was such a part of their stage show was you know paul doing his thing i went to the doctor the other day and all this other stuff right but i mean now I think that's that should be over and done with now. I mean, a good example of this is Alice Cooper. Here's a man who doesn't have to introduce yeah, anything. Yeah, he and go, he just go. lets yeah he just lets yeah. the music do the talking. He comes out and it's song into song into song. And I'm telling you, I've never ever ever heard anybody complain about that. And I went to quite a few Alice Cooper shows and been thoroughly enjoyable watching it that way. So mm-hmm. they can get away with doing that. And again, I think sometimes I wonder if Paul just threw out 25 as just something that was just off the top of his head. Maybe he didn't even, you know, maybe it isn't a number that they really have. Yeah, maybe he just thought, you know, he just said, we're going to do a lot of songs. We'll do 25 songs. Maybe it's really 21. Maybe he just off the top of his head used Mm -hmm. that number. Who knows, right? But, you know, everybody brought up a lot of valid points, you know. They're older. How are the costumes? Will they be able to survive that long? Will there be an intermission break in between? Who knows, right? But um, can they do it? Yeah, of course. They're technically still good enough musicians to play it, and they're not playing Dream Theater here. They're playing Kiss songs, right? So they can go ahead and play, you know, two hours of that stuff. I don't think it without any problem. Again, it's just a matter of how is the singing going to be, you know, divided amongst the people who sing within the band if they put it out amongst, you know, people like, you know, Eric and Gene more evenly, it may not be that difficult to do. And, you know, like you guys said, 2021 songs seems a believable number since they've done it before. But, you know, will they surprise us with 25? Yeah, you know, I think 25 is simply a matter of Paul Stanley handing out with that uh, Simmons guy too long. He's now exaggerating <laughs> as much as Gene. But uh, Paul also says something else in one of the interviews. I think it was, uh, again, the... Actually, I have no idea where it was. So uh, he said anything's possible um, when asked about uh, whether former of the mem- former members of the band could be part of the tour. Um, mm-hmm. So he said anything's possible. I've learned never to say never. So it's really a celebration of the band and not any particular lineup. It's a celebration of what we've managed to do with this amazing army of ours. Excluding somebody, I don't think that would happen. Um, 
is Ace working himself out of a job with all his appearances on radio? Because um, I'm starting to get a little bit uncomfortable by some of the things he's saying. Yeah, I'll do it for 100000 Yeah, you got to start high with your negotiations. But I think throwing out asinine figures, he hasn't – I don't think Ace has had a 100000 payday for a <laughs> gig in quite, quite a long time, as much as yeah. I enjoy his shows. Don't get me wrong. I'm not banging on him at all. It's just the realism of when you pull in 421 people into a club gig – you're not getting 100k you're probably reaching for 15 to 20 if that um yeah. but former members ace you know have you been watching ace's appearances i mean they're yes. hilarious mark well uh, you know what I, i'm getting like like you i'm getting a little concerned about ace and his uh likelihood of being on here because he's, say, he's saying all these things now too like I won't do it unless I'm able to come back in my full costume. I'm the original spaceman. And he said all kinds of things like that, mm-hmm. like that he won't come back and do it unless it's him in the makeup on there. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not going to happen. Those, Paul and Gene seem pretty loyal to Tommy. Tommy, you know, has been with them through the, through the long haul, you know, and I don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to ditch him for Ace. I really don't think so. They would and in it, a and, minute. They would in a minute. Nah, we'll see. Let Let's see if it happens. But but uh, one thing <laughs> I'm more pretty loyal to Bruce back in the day too. <laughs> well, uh, but I'll, I'm going to say this though. I I believe that there's what's more likely that we'll see Kiss make a uh, kiss. We'll see Bruce make an appearance with them than I think Ace at this point because I think Bruce is you know he said all the right things. He's you know he's never said anything bad about them. You know, he's pretty flexible, I think, as far as me making an appearance. And if they ask him, listen, can you come and play a couple songs with us here on this date? I think he'll try to make it happen. You know, I, he's that kind of a guy. I get the feeling that he'll try to do what he can to help them out and to do the tour because he knows it's a it's the farewell. I have more I have more faith in Bruce doing it now than Ace. Ken, I think. <laughs> Go, Go ahead, Lonnie. You know, I think I think that it's. Ext- Sorry. I think that, you know, saying that, well, not to exclude anyone would be silly. You know, I, th- I think we're extending the invitation to two former members, and I don't think an invitation is going to be extended to two other former members. I one in particular. <laughs> I don't want one in particular. <laughs> one in yeah. particular. I, I, you know, to say anything's possible to exclude anyone. I think, again, we're, we're stretching the truth again, just like the 25 songs. I mean... That's not going to happen. As much as I would love it to happen, it's not going to. And I and I and I don't know if if I'd like to see Chris on stage, but I don't know if Paul and Peter could see eye to eye to get on stage together. As much as I would like it to happen, I think there's still a lot of venom um, between those two. So I I see it possibly happening between. I see it potentially happening with Bruce and, you know, possibly happening, happening with Ace, but I'd be very shocked if it would happen with the other two, but I would be very happy if it did. It's funny that Peter hasn't even been mentioned in this at all. I haven't heard boo about him at all during this. Why do you think that is Mark? Well, for, for what, like you said, <laughs> I heard exactly the reason that you said, I, I'm, I'm just saying though, that's it's, it is surprising that after him saying something like that, that that even a reporter didn't say like even Peter you know like or something like that he didn't even bring him up you know 
Well, I, I look at it this way. Um, it's, if Ace comes back at all, it's going to be only for a few songs, maybe three to five songs. And if it even happened, it, so you don't have to pay him a full salary if you're only going to keep keep him on, let's just say, for five songs at the end of the concert, the last five songs. Um, and he could come out, I don't know, in makeup or in whatever. Um you could have two spacemen on stage. I don't care. It's not gonna. It's not gonna bother me. Uh, if it works, it'll work. Um, and uh, I mean, that's the only way I can see it really happening. It looks like Tommy's gonna be there through the whole thing. Obviously, with the, you know, the outfit and everything, the costume. Um, so I could see them coming on three to five songs. Maybe Ace. Maybe Bruce also. Um, and, and play some of those songs that they're known for. Um, you know, the ace, shock me for ace and, or whatever, you know, one of his songs and, and whatever with Bruce from his, you know, the eighties stuff basically, or, or revenge even. Um, so I could see it happening. Um, but it's not going to be a whole show. It's going to be a few songs and maybe at the end. If it happens that way, I mean, I'd love to for it to happen that way, really. And then where then everyone gets on the stage at the final song, they're all there, rock and roll all night, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, preceded by Peter Chris doing Beth on his own one last time to. Uh, Eric, I'd love it. I would love it. Eric Singh is probably going to do Beth. No. Uh, that, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I bet we hear Beth. I I side with Ken. They haven't done I Beth in a long that time, happens. and that's a, that's a it, major it's, song. It's, it's, well, you know, if it I'm is, bad. it is what it is. I, I you know, I don't I don't mind Eric doing it. I would just rather well, it be Peter coming Peter out and having song. having oh. that one spotlight on Peter. I 100 percent agree. Uh, I would rather have Peter. Yeah, I, I just think we're going to see something like the Glenn Tipton situation with Priest that you just never know. They're just going to keep it so relaxed that if they can get Ace up on, on stage for one song here or there, or Peter for one song here or there, or Bruce, since they only need to give him a bottle of water to go on stage, you know, to play, <laughs> maybe do Unholy and do the solo properly. Oh, um, rip a solo. Yeah. <laughs> They just don't know. I, I don't see how it can happen. And, and you know, Ace is putting all these, like, rules and parameters that's just, like, negotiating himself out of having to do it. Maybe that's what he's doing. Um, it, it's weird. It, you know, how do, how do you honor them? We've talked about many different ways of honoring all the former members. I want Peter Chris to be treated with respect. I want to see Ace Frehley treated with respect. I want to see Tommy Thayer treated with respect for what he's given to the band. Same goes for Eric, uh, yeah. Bruce, Gene, and Paul themselves. I don't see Vinny getting much respect because, you know, Vinny Vincent's kiss. He kind of burned those bridges all over again in some of the things that he did and pissed off the band. And, you know, all of a sudden you get kiss events being scheduled in New York the same weekend that Vinny's trying to play live in Memphis. Amazing how that <laughs> happens. So um, I don't see them losing any love of, with Vinny other than playing Lick It Up and I Love It Loud, which is, you know, enough of a nod for them to say, you know, maybe something nice about Vinny in concert. Um, unlikely, <laughs> highly improbable, but there you go. Um, 
any final thoughts before we kind of wrap this one up, you know? No? All blank. Well, I, no, I think that we said what we wanted to say. Oh, I did, uh, I did tease a little spaceman for my wife. We talked about that last week on the show, and I, I got in the car, and, and we, we made it through three songs, and she goes, I can't believe you paid $8 for this on Amazon. <laughs> so she, 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 she wasn't a fan of the album, were you saying? She was not. She was not. We were, well, we, were in, we were in Kansas City with our friends, and over the weekend she goes, oh, oh, put, it, put in that Ace Frehley album for Lisa and show her how bad it is. She goes, like, wow. I am curious, though, now that you've heard, not that you've heard of Lonnie, do you have a favorite? I do like that Mission to Mars. I'm siding with Julian. I like that. Yeah, I think we're going to find out that was written by the other band. But uh, cool, cool song. Still, yeah, still, still my favorite. I I've enjoyed it. I'm a little bit less now enthused by frac, uh, by Quantum Flux. Um, I'm starting to call it Quantum Reflux, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it hasn't it hasn't aged well for me in the week. But uh, it's. Uh, just a little bit too. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good um. All right, let's leave that there. That's uh, enough. Uh, next week there will likely be no show because I'll be at sea. Um, you don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. Hey, well there you go. If you guys want to do a show next week, just uh, throw it in the Dropbox and I will remote edit it and uh, upload it. How about that? Um, I will be. Yeah, hopefully I'll be having fun, and then we'll uh, reconvene yeah. hopefully the following week and talk about the cruise, or maybe I'll get some people from the cruise and record some episodes mm -hmm. while I'm at sea. That's what I'm hoping to do. So if you are, idea. yeah, if you are going on the cruise, I'm bringing a video camera, I'm bringing my recording gear. I would like to talk uh, Kiss with you and do some shows. If you want to just grab a mic, get, uh, come on film and. Uh, you know, talk about your kiss stories and, you know, what you're looking forward to with the end of the road or you want to talk about how you became a fan. Anything that you want to talk about kiss related, you know, you want to talk about podcasts, you want to talk about collectibles, you want to talk about whatever, you know, I'll be around on the boat. I don't plan on going ashore anywhere other than the Bahamas. Um, so I'll be propping up a bar likely. Nice. Uh, and you know, you know what I look like, so track me down. All right, let's leave that there. Thank you again to everyone who entered the contest, and thank you guys for uh, you know participating in this episode. Congratulations to Lonnie for making it through, Spaceman. I'm sure people on the board will be very relieved to hear that. Pretty good. All right, so let us know what your thoughts are on this topic, uh, these various topics that we've discussed today. Uh, but for now, from Lonnie, from Mark, from Ken and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.